I'm kind of on this, like, I haven't really spoken this out yet, but I'm kind of on this, like, paper revolution. Like, oh. Like, yeah, this like is what's, ha- like, this. what's this is wrong? Happening. What's wrong with a yellow notepad? Like, well, there's lots wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. okay that edit, was, that 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 edit that out. Edit that out. Welcome to Curious Church Podcast. Welcome back, friends. We're so glad you've joined us today. We, maybe we should just embrace we're back. We're back. Instead of me arguing with you about it every time, finding something better to say. Yeah. We're back. We're back. Yeah, the listeners don't know this, but there's been, I mean, we could call it a beef, really, there's going been fights, between Aaron fist fights. and Sam, because Sam opens every episode by saying either welcome back or we're back. <laughs> and Aaron's point, which I, I kind of thought was a pretty good point, you is the fact that they've, they've chosen to listen and we're not physically with them in any, in any way, like... And you can only actually be back kind of once. Yeah, you, exactly. <laughs> so it was really, it was really. So now that we've been back twenty four times, well, it worked the second episode, I think. Wait, let's do it again, but say let's start again and say we're back again. Okay, I'll try that. Okay, ready? Right. Welcome to Curious Church Podcast. We're back again. How was that? Well, that's pretty, pretty good. So I try it a different way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. here we go. Welcome to Curious Church Podcast. We're back again. Oh, I like oh. that. I think I like that. There was no one. pause. See how <laughs> I didn't like. There was no yeah. comma. So, like we're back again. How about another one? I like the back. Let's leave back in there somehow. So uh, we okay. Ready? Yeah, we got back. We <laughs> how about that? Okay, here we go. Uh, welcome to Curious Church Podcast. We got your back. <laughs> is that what is that what you said? Oh, we're back. No, we got back. Oh, we got back. We got back. <laughs> we, got your back. we got back. I mean, uh, like we're kind of saying I li- something I like about that. her. I like that. We got your. We got back. your back. We hey, got- we got your back. That's pretty good. Maybe uh, that's our thing. Maybe that's our slogan. Thing. Somehow we have. We need a backs. slogan. We need one because we don't really have one except your, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> we're back Thanks, and man. we're curious. Thanks for being curious. Well, with thanks. Us. Oh yeah, that's our a slogan. Bit of a, that's a sign off, I guess. We could. Put that towards the front and say, like, we hope you're curious today. I feel like we're moving towards, like, a children's show. <laughs> Welcome to Curious Church Podcast. Are you ready to learn, friends? And then we have little puppets pop up or something. I got my puppet friends Matt and Aaron here today. Say hi, guys. Okay, hi. he has a good puppet voice. Anybody? Uh, what? Uh, I have a good Russian voice. Oh, <laughs> uh, we know. We, we do know. We're very aware. Duh. Well, what does a puppet sound like? Well, you know, it could be anything, I guess. It could be anything. It's usually something high pitched like this. Oh. Uh, I'm eating a donut right now. <laughs> Not on a microphone. Not on mic. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be on mic. Uh, <laughs> I'm eating a donut. No. Uh, lovingly referred to as the Long John, <laughs> which is a very curious name if you think about it, because it's actually a chocolate bar, and it's actually the only donut that has like kind of a nickname. Besides the bear claw, oh, which I don't know oh. what you would normally call that. Yeah, bear. Well, what claw, about right, like right. the old fashioned? Is, is What's that an, kind is, of a nickname? Is that a donut um, type of like donut? That's a kind of donut. Oh, or uh, unglazed. Well, unglazed. Okay, now that's just descriptive. <laughs> that's, just, that's not a nickname. <laughs> that's that's the nickname I give it. I'll take the old unglazed. <laughs> the old. 
and they always know what I mean. <laughs> but there's nothing like the Long John. This one did get a little smashed in the bag. <laughs> so it's missing a little bit of frosting on the top. Is there any filling in that one? No, no filling ever. Uh, really? Filling is the worst. What? I'm all, yeah. I'm all about it. Nope. A little messy. I like it. Never. I need a, need a napkin in handy if I'm going to have a yeah. donut with filling. How do you feel about Twinkies? Oh, they're, hmm. they're <laughs> yeah. not good. Yeah. They're weird. They're good when you're a kid. but Yeah. Stone is good. I have heard that apparently um, they're finding that bodies aren't decomposing as fast now when people die. Oh, we're all full of... Preservatives. preservatives. And my theory about preservatives is the more preservatives you eat, the longer you live. Well, because, people are living longer. Because they are preservatives. Is that a coincidence? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. People are always like, they're saying all... it's because of advancements in like medicine. But we know it's because of yeah. the ding dongs. People say McDonald's is bad for you. And I say, have you ever seen a Happy Meal a year later? It looks pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I want to look. <laughs> So. I look as good as this happy. I want to look good, as good as this happy meal, not aging a day, and it's taking a whole year. So take I want to look as good people. as those fries. Like yeah. the, the included toy will be long broken, but the food is still that's going right. strong. If yeah. it's good for McDonald's, why isn't it good for you? I mean, that's what makes sense to me. Listeners, open your fridges, take out your vegetables, their new, and throw them away. <laughs> their new slogan should be live longer. <laughs> McDonald's, live longer, like our food. <laughs> fresh 10 years from now <laughs> that's what it should be i like chicken and turkey with cheddar i like a tofu burger but bacon is better so what's your beef we're gonna start off with some beefs okay. which we haven't done in a while there's nothing like celebrating the joy of the resurrection of jesus <laughs> by just laying out some beefs <laughs> by talking about all the ways this beautiful world just annoys us. Uh, should I go? Let me see. Matt, you go first. All right. Wait, can I go first? Because mine's kind of lame. Okay. So I like to do, I work a lot in with software, like I'm like a Windows guy, but I like to work in like audio editing. I have a couple different programs that I use for it. And then I do some video editing too. And um, I had one program that was just old and not really suiting my needs anymore. And then I'm using this other one now it's called i'll just plug it because it's actually free listeners and if you are into video editing it's really good it's called davinci resolve davinci resolve um i think it's for windows and stay fresh Mac. it's there's kind of a like a pretty steep learning curve on it but it's really nice and it's easy to use so anyway i've been learning this and i'm having a great time learning it but here's my beef <clears throat> oh so you like this thing but now you're gonna, but now you're gonna complain resolve. about it Okay. I'm not complaining about it per se. Okay. The my beef is with Okay, so when you get to know a program like if you work with any kind of software for a while, wh one thing you're going to get really tired of is uh, is a lot of like clicking and dragging and stuff. So I'm a big shortcuts. keyboard shortcuts. Mm -hmm. Yes. Keyboard yeah. shortcuts are the way to go. But here's the problem. Every program has different keyboard shortcuts. And when you're working in like linear time like with video editing or audio editing, they're all similar, like you want to do similar things, but it's different shortcuts for each program. Oh. So my beef is with inconsistent keyboard shortcuts. Mm -hmm. So get on the same page. Yeah, there like should cut, be. Like copy-paste, 
<clears throat> so there's some that the are same. probably going to be the same. Like yeah. your control Z is always going to be undo. But then even Adobe, like to redo, you have to like control shift Z instead of control Y, like everything else. Mm. I just want there to be standard keyboard shortcuts for things. Yeah. Or at least let me customize them. <clears throat> if I was smart enough to do this, I would design a piece of software that I knew would perfectly suit Aaron's needs. Mm-hmm. And then I would change the ones that are that are consistent as well. Flip them all. Mm. That would be my April. So kind of nerdy, yeah. but that's that's my beef. I just want those things to be because now there's extra brain power going on where I'm like, okay, what program am I in in terms of how what keyboard shortcut I have to do to do this thing? Yeah. What kind of video editing do you do? It's just family vacations and oh, yeah. hikes and stuff, and I'll have our oh, little cool. GoPro and I'll just stitch stuff together and I'll put music. I can think of one listener right now that's probably like loving this beef. His yeah. name is Titus. Oh, Titus is not. He's down with this. Yeah, I'm sure. I think he's down with it. Hmm. <laughs> well, if I were listening to this beef, I would be jumping up and down. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's I a might... software that allows allows you to customize or override shortcuts in a program. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I'd be. fix the program. I just have it like running in the background. Yeah, I don't know if there's something yeah. like that. I don't know if I fix a program. I might f- try to fix Aaron. <laughs> like, Aaron, hey, have you heard of like relaxing? <laughs> <laughs> So that's probably an easier fix than like reinventing all of cy- all of cyber world. That's like the solution. The solution to ev- all of our beasts. <laughs> I'm gonna make it. Have you yeah. heard of? I'm gonna take relaxing it. I'm gonna take a note of that. <laughs> like, that's, like gas station TV. I hate it. Have you heard of not watching and just being grateful? Have you, you heard of turning gas? your back on it <laughs> yeah. and putting in earplugs? <laughs> All right, Sam, what's your beef? Oh, this is a good one. Okay, well. And this one we'll, just we'll came to me, that. but this has been a long-standing beef of mine. Wait, is this the Red Delicious of beefs? <clears throat> no, no, no. Because you're saying it's going to be great. This is a, this is, <laughs> but this came it? to me in a flash of insight, but it's been an, a lifelong beef of mine that <clears throat> whenever you go to a Mexican restaurant and they charge you for chips and salsa, that is my beef. Because they should always be free. <laughs> Why? Why well, just because they've always been free. Like, have you ever been, like, almost, like, 99% of Mexican restaurants, chips and salsa is like, hey, would you like a glass of water? Like, it's free. Mm-hmm. And then, a sit-down place or, a, like, order-at-the-counter place? This is, like, either. Really? But, like, but there's, a, there's a place in town where you have to buy, you have to buy chips and salsa. It's, like, a buck fifty. And it's Chipotle, just, you do. Yeah, Chipotle. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. yeah that's is that, right. the is that what you were saying? About? No, I'm thinking of another one, but uh, thank oh. you for adding to this. Yeah, what about Taco Bell? Uh, I never get. They don't have chips and salsa. Yeah, that's not really Mexican. <laughs> food. That's, that's like I don't know what that is. It's in a whole different category. Taco it's still Bell. delicious. It's Taco Bell, stay fresh. Okay, it's still delicious. It's not. Yeah, it's not Mexican food. It's not really. exactly Mexican. It's its own food. thing. But anyways, so my beef is when you have to pay for chips and salsa. That's a ripoff. Hey Sam, and I lived in Canada for a while, and in every every Mexican restaurant in Canada, you pay for chips and salsa. That's just mm. standard, so and it's expensive. It's like an appetizer. It's like four fifty for chips and salsa. I don't. I don't. I feel, I'm, I'm getting kind of worked up. I'm getting worked up about this. Hey, hey Sam, have you ever tried relaxing? <laughs> <laughs> Paying people for the work that they did. <laughs> Well, someone created that salsa and made those <laughs> chips, and you're just saying, "I just want to rip those people off, and I want to rip them off universally across the board." 
Hey, don't try to fix my beef. <laughs> I'm not trying to fix. We're not trying to fix it. We're trying to fix you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyways, okay. that gets me real worked yeah, up. You people. do want a chips? Anytime you're eating something Mexican, you want some chips and salsa. Yeah, with it. and then do you want to pay for it? Uh, sometimes they're really good and worth it. You know, sometimes but the you free ones are just aren't as good. <laughs> the, the other way to yeah, look boy. at this, really, to to speak further to fixing you, is to just assume you're going to have to pay, and then whenever they're free, you're grateful. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, have you ever tried? That's, that's being a great idea, and because it's so great, it makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me angry uh, by being by trying to tell me to be grateful. You're making me mad. You're making me angry. Okay, Matthew. Yeah, what's my your beef? beef. So my beef continues on the restaurant train, and I'll, yeah. I'll be curious to hear what your guys' solutions. So, um, you do want solutions? Are you? I I'm open asking to it for if solutions. There is a solution yeah, to I'll, this. Fix you, I'll fix I, you. I've put in the the background. The conclusion of this beef is that I have actually instituted a life policy. Okay, so I have a policy oh, can't that wait guides my decision making in light of this beef. So this has to do with tipping, I think. No, not tipping. Although that's a whole other conversation. Uh, but this is about when you go to a restaurant and there's like a separate drinks menu. Now, most of the time when I go to a restaurant, I'm not interested in a beverage, alcoholic or otherwise. But every now and then, maybe I think, you know what? A nice, a nice cocktail might yeah. be a good experience yeah. with this meal. Yeah, it's been a hard week at work, <laughs> right, Matt? It's been, it's, it's been a really it's hard been week. Stressful. Yeah, I just think this would really complement this experience well. And so I open up the drinks menu, yeah. and I'm looking, and I'm paging through, and there's just page after page of beverages. Particularly, I'm this beef is about cocktails, and there's no prices listed anywhere. You have no idea how much that drink is oh, going to cost. Yeah. yeah. And that drives me crazy. Every other item on the menu has very clearly a price attached. But then the drinks, it's like, I think part of it is because it feels like they're trying to trick me, but they know I'm aware of the scam. So they're like, oh, you just want a drink. So it doesn't matter. Like, we don't have to tell you it's going to cost $9. Because you I'm want like, it. I know it's going to cost me more money than I want. So what? just tell me. So then I can make an educated discussion, uh, decision. So my life policy that I've instituted, if that's the case, if you do not have prices listed on your drinks menu, there is no chance of me buying <laughs> one of those beverages. I am oh. refusing. <laughs> I'm just not doing it out of principle. Do you know who Until really suffer- my dollars changes this world? Do you know who really suffers in that scenario, Matt? Yeah, just me. But I also get the <laughs> because they have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> so, so guess who doesn't get a drink? Well, I'm gonna start writing a note on. On, I'm gonna take a he's, post it. He's really worked up. I'm gonna take a post yeah, it. I'm he's stick it on up. their menu. Yeah. Please include prices. Hey, our listeners, start Matt is sweating right now. <laughs> he's getting have red. His hair is like just getting all frizzed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's I. I don't. I don't understand what the reason. Yeah. May, I don't know if you guys know the reason why. I'm kind of more interested in this idea. Like, when do you feel like you need a drink, Matt? <laughs> like normally you don't, but no, then I'm every not, once in a while, like what? About need. I'm talking about it would be a pleasant thing. Maybe I know, but like what's been going on in your week? That's <laughs> no. what I'm interested. No. In. After we record, are you gonna go? Yeah, go I, I'm gonna go. And I'm gonna go to a place where I know the prices are listed. <laughs> So if I want that drink, I could actually buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe we should change this segment from beefs to like bananas. Like these are things that drive us 
bananas. <laughs> and that's how we end it, right? Oh, that cute. drives me bananas. bananas. That's good because actually bananas would be a beef for me. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of bananas. <laughs> bananas drive you bananas? Yeah, that's right. Bananas are so good. I can't fix I can't fix that beef, can you, Sam? I can only fix Matt. And that's yeah. why I want to really get into his like Well, do you guys his week? But do Maybe you guys have you any start bringing your this? own uh like little flask? flask. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Cuz it feels it feels like it's just intentionally deceptive, but we all know it's deceptive. Like they're trying to hide the price. Because the prices are almost always more than you'd want to pay. Well, you're certainly more likely to order a second or a third if you don't know. Which just makes me so mad. Why are. are you trying to trick me? Have life. you considered Policy. asking how much this drink costs? Like finding one that yeah, you're interested in? Yeah, so I certainly in? could do that. Have I you ever said, can I please have a price menu? Uh, a menu with prices on it? Oh, I've not done that. I love that idea. That's both passive aggressive like and to the point. <laughs> I like the idea that they're lying around somewhere, but they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. Oh, I, you want one of those? Oh, sorry. Like we got the menu without the prices on the drinks. Could you get me one with the prices? Oh, and then they just they just look at me like, what? Okay, let me just let me just say this about Easter. Easter is a joyful season. Would you guys agree? We, <laughs> yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. 100%. Okay, 100%. that was a little delayed. Like when I said joy, we didn't. You know looked th- a little scared. We like you don't know this what... was a call and response moment. So <laughs> well, it we're, wasn't... we're shifting in the liturgical calendar. We're moving toward Easter tide, which goes till well, it's Pentecost. 50, yeah, fifty days. Yeah, so even in this podcast, kind of, you just had a beef segment, which is kind of like Holy Week, and now oh. we're moving into the Easter tide. Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How can we do... Oh, I have a question about Easter. How can we do joy better? That's a good question, actually. One that I haven't thought about. I think we all like to... We've, I've referenced this in the past, but we all talk about being joyful, especially on Easter morning. But I don't know that we know how to be joyful. I think we only know how to say that we're full of joy. We started talking about this with Father Chris, right, in our episode about Lent. Where yeah. just towards maybe the end of that conversation, he was talking about the significance of kind of suffering and fasting as a part of Lent is part is partly to deliver you more fully into Easter joy, right? There's a yeah. sense in which you yes. can experience that. But then once once it's over, yeah, because fasting like and being kind of hard on yourself. Yeah. Well, what I think is interesting easy. about joy is I think we get confused about it because I think it's an um, it's a feeling, it's an emotion. You can actually feel joy, but. But it's also a state in which we are in. So like when we're in Christ, we are in a state of kind of perpetual joy. That's kind of like, it's our posture. I mean, it's just, so I think we get confused because it's like, we feel like we should feel joy, but we don't always feel joyful just because it's Easter, just because like, it's a, like the calendar has changed days and it's like, oh, now it's Easter. Now I need to like... (laughs) You know, like yeah. ramp up the the band and the cymbals and the trombones and like, okay, here we go, <laughs> Joy people. Is Joy Get is the coming. Trombones going. <laughs> so I think it's I think we feel pressure to feel joy. Yeah. Simply because like we've crossed over into a new season. Even though our life circumstances may not have changed. Simply, you know. So joy- I think we so I think we get confused by that. Yeah. But but this but we're in a state of joy in the sense that like all of God's promises are true. In Christ, God is reconciling all things. Like there's reasons for joy. Yeah. And 
and in fact, we are in a state of joy, even though we may not feel joy. Does that make sense? Matt's looking at me like I'm a weirdo. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Do you get what I'm talking about? I do get what you're saying, but part of the church calendar, right, is to like help us emotionally process. Like, it's not just like to help us understand truths. That's, I think, part of it. Yeah. But I think part of the beauty of the church calendar is it helps you enter emotional spaces that you might be less likely to enter, and it helps walk you through. So, like, even Holy Week, like last week here, or um, our Holy Week, we had Monday, Thursday, we had Good Friday, we had Holy Saturday services that are all walking you through slightly different emotional landscapes in preparation. Mm. And we were, we're trying to do something emotional. Like, we're in the best sense trying trying to manipulate people's emotions in those services, right? The right. lights are maybe dimmer, like yeah. the music is of a certain kind because we want people to enter an emotional experience. So I don't know about say, manipulate, maybe guide their emotions. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's, guide, guide's a <laughs> good word. I said there. manipulate in the best sense, so guide's the, guide's the best <laughs> Let word. Let me use a horrible word, but let's use it in its best sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Sam's beef is with my choice of manipulate. Uh, but so then like when it comes to Easter, it does feel like that doesn't, I hear what you're saying, that we are sort of, that joy is kind of almost just a truth about... It's this place we live. The reality. It's like but, this. But doesn't it feel like we'd also miss something? Like if someone just continued to be... Uh, Sorrowful. Like living in the emotion of Good Friday on Easter Sunday, we'd yeah. say you're missing a piece, right? Yeah. Well, I think here's, here's what I would add to that, is that we all tend to to be comfortable with certain emotional states. They feel familiar to us. We're comfortable expressing them. So for some of us, maybe being a little sorrowful or melancholy or sad, it's just maybe we've grown up that way. Maybe there's something in our body that causes us to be that way. Um, Maybe some of our life circumstances are such that we're that way. And so for, for some of us, I think it's harder to enter into joy. And we have to practice joy more. I know for other people, it's, it's easier to be happy and to be cheerful and to kind of be positive. And so entering into the sorrowfulness or the fasting of Lent um, is harder. It's a harder practice. So I think for different people, figuring out how to can maybe expand their emotional spectrum and how to live in all of those spectrums at different times Different seasons. I mean, yeah. I mean, different seasons will highlight maybe a particular yeah. emotional spectrum. And Easter is a time for celebrating, for joy, for life, do you for think, hope. Do you think joy? What do you think about the idea that joy can be an action or it can be an intentional um, activity that somebody participates in, or it's a creating? Some, sometimes we think about joy just kind of happens to you based on circumstances or uh, an event or something that happens. But what can we can we be joyful based on what we're doing? Because, like you're saying, Sam, I don't know that we there are so there's so much. Our lives are so complex that it's hard for us to say I can be. Now it's time for me to be mm-hmm. joyful because there is so much other stuff going on. Yeah, and it real. It seems like we can. We can say and believe that real, we have real joy based on the resurrection of Christ. And that's always there. That's always kind of a piece of who we are, identity as Christians. But it's also not, not doesn't feel like a reality very often. Yeah. You know? I feel like Easter is a time, Easter is a time to claim, maybe kind of like a, it's, it's time to declare or, or claim kind of a certain phrase, which is this life is complicated. 
there's darkness in the world, darkness in our lives, but Christ rose from the dead. There's hope. There's life. Love has the final word. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that time. It's that sense of like you acknowledge that, but it's like what what's going to be the last note that you end on? Yeah. And Easter is saying the last note is a hopeful one. That's great. I see joy and hope as being, I mean, almost mm-hmm. impossible to separate. Yeah. Yeah. I do yeah. think there's like, yeah, then there is a sense in which we might engage in practices that uh, help guide our kind of emotional landscape towards joy, right? And hope. So not that everything you do, but if all year, you know, you've been, or for a whole season, you've kind of been doing practices, whether that's prayers of repentance or whatever the case might be that have kind of led you into that season well, now might be the season like to play more to, you know, I mean, some of it, I'm thinking going back to our Sabbath conversations that we've had, like do things that you really enjoy because you have that freedom because love has the final word. Mm-hmm. It's not to ignore all the other pieces, but it's a chance, in fact, with your time to kind of invite yourself into a different emotional landscape mm-hmm. in some pieces. That's right. We were, um, uh, uh, Pastor Kevin Adams was preaching on Easter, and he talked about there's an Orthodox tradition of, what's the Monday after Easter? Shining. Shining. Shining Monday? The Shining. Sh- <laughs> the sh- <laughs> ran rom, ran rom. Uh, is it called Shiny? A shiny or Shining? Monday? Although the funny thing is he told me, like, I know you're going to make a point about this, but he told me, I, I don't know it if it's up. true. I don't know if it's true. But the joke thing? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Well, because Father Chris, who was on the podcast, yeah. Kevin said, hey, Father Chris, I heard that this is a tradition. And he's like, huh? He's like, I've <laughs> never, yeah, Father Chris said, I've maybe, never heard of that. Maybe the joke was on Kevin the whole time. Oh, I didn't think oh, about that. That's good. It was a meta joke. <laughs> An Orthodox person told, told him this on Shiny Monday that it was a practice, but it was just his personal practice. Well, let's talk about what it is first <laughs> I love and then that, see a if meta it's real. Joke. Yeah, so like the that. idea is that there's a lot of laughter that happens because of because of the joy, like joy begets laughter. I yeah, guess. how can so you there pra- are lots of people telling each other jokes and yeah, and making each other laugh. But the the point was like not necessarily jokes, but the idea of a surprise. Surprise, yes, that's surprise. True. That was so the then, point. so then it's like how how in Easter can you these fifty days of Easter the season. How can you celebrate surprise? Yeah. And there's lots of, like, you could hide behind a closet door and surprise your kid <laughs> in the morning, right before they go to school, and make them cry. But, like, tears of joy. <laughs> right? Like, not tears of fear. Not tears, tears of fear. Tears for Okay. And when they start crying, you say, stop crying if those are tears of fear. But if they're tears of joy... Go on. Let them roll. Yeah. yeah. So like, so there's kind of playful ways to surprise, but like have a surprise party or have a surprise get together or buy something for your spouse or friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a surprise. Like do surprising things. Wear something that you might not normally wear. Like wear a clown outfit one day. <laughs> like that could, like there is no joy. one would expect that. Going back to joy, there's, <laughs> there can be joy and surprise. You could get fired from your job. There's joy and surprise, right? You guys, I'm talking. Can you guys stop? <laughs> Even if you got fired from your job, that would be a surprise. <laughs> like, go home, tell your spouse, I just got fired. Like, surprise. that would be a- <laughs> Easter surprise. On the way home from getting fired, pick up a clown outfit <laughs> <laughs> to scare your kids and make them cry in the morning. <laughs> surprise, I lost my job. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who is this man? <laughs> okay, but on a more serious note, Aaron was trying to make a point. Yeah, like, joy and surprise. Uh, yeah, that's all I was going to say. Wait, wait, I want to hear it. Say yeah, it. Yeah, that's all. No, no, say Joy and surprise. That's all. There is joy and surprise. Yeah. I just said it. No, I just said that. <laughs> no, you mumbled what? it. You mumbled it. And then I had to say it really clearly. <laughs> People can understand it when they're listening to the podcast. Hopefully this podcast is, in fact, a surprise. <laughs> oh, See what we're doing right now? This is See, we joyful? planned this because in our planning session, <laughs> we said, let's embody this principle. Oh, with laughter, yeah. with surprise. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I think that's good. I don't know what it looks We've like. We got the joy, person. joy, joy, joy down in. But I like hearts. this idea of like Sorry. maybe Easter because we don't often talk about surprise as a practice for Easter. We talk about joy, but I like this idea of surprise. Yeah, yeah, good surprises. I do want to just <laughs> add that. <laughs> Because there are bad surprises. Surprise is a neutral thing. And then there are good versions of surprise and bad versions of surprise. Right. So that doesn't, yeah. Well, that's, that's all, really, that's, that's up to, to other people's interpretations, right? Because you can't yeah. control how other people are going to interpret the surprise. <laughs> right, Matt? Uh, yeah, but you, you, might have a, you might have an inkling of how, how they're going to Surprise, this drink is $58. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be happy about that. Let me tell you, that's a bad... That is my issue with That's my fundamental issue with it, is that it's a bad surprise every time without fail. It's never going to be a good surprise. So why are you pretending like it might be a good surprise? <laughs> it's not an Easter surprise. Well, right. Maybe there's a lesson to be learned in that. I mean, that's the surprise. Like, there's a lesson to be learned, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> Sam's got tears of joy going on. Oh, oh dear. This conversation is What's just... the difference between joy and happiness? I feel like it's that, it's that cliche where your happiness is often based on kind of your circumstances, right? Kind right. of what's happening in your life. Okay. But, like, joy... Sometimes they say money can't buy you happiness, and then I'll have, like... If I'll get like a fun, I think, fun I think money can wanting, buy you happiness. Then I do feel happy. <laughs> I think money can buy you <laughs> happiness, but money cannot buy you joy. Because I feel like joy is based on it's it's based on truths. It's based on um, it's based on things that will not change. That's the whole point. It's yeah. that your circumstances will never change these things. The fact that Jesus rose from the dead. The fact that Jesus paid for our sins. Like you can go back to those truths and stand on them. And they're solid and they're secure and they're never going to change. Mm -hmm. And your life circumstances, even your belief system, cannot change the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. And I think when you do that, that's a basis of joy. I kind of feel like, and this is maybe a weird analogy, but because often we will then divorce joy and happiness. And I think that doesn't quite make sense to me either. Like, oh, yeah. I think they're related. So it's kind of like joy is like the spring, like the underground spring. Like yeah. it just exists. It's there. And then based on kind of forces and the geology of the area, like at times that's going to bubble up and break the surface. And like that's like your emotional kind and of And when people see it, they'll say, oh, that's happiness. Right. But you, know, happiness. but you know there's an underground spring. But mm -hmm. yeah, often like there's a connection. Like there's some kind of, like it's sort of a bubbling over and like it will peak. And then sometimes like, you just don't, you're not going to see any evidence of the joy, or you don't kind of have that emotional resonance with these realities that are true. Yeah. 
I've got that joy, 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 joy down at the Earth's crust. Down at the Earth's crust. Down at the Earth's crust. Down in the Earth's crust Tuesday. It's like fueling, it's kind of fueling other things. So so the the Easter practice might be then let it, let it bubble, let it bubble forth. Yeah, do things, do things that are going to help that bubble up. I'm just passing on the joy. Thank you. That surprised me, actually. Can I pass on joy? I have a quick joke. Yeah. I just heard it this morning. Um, how many introverts does it take to change a light bulb? Why does this have to be a group activity? No. No. Oh, introverts. Here's my favorite joke. I can, I can never remember jokes, but this one I always remember, and it's my favorite. This new thesaurus I bought is terrible. It's also terrible. <laughs> I don't get it, really. Because it gave a synonym instead of... Uh, <laughs> not, not the same word instead of a synonym. Oh, that's funny. Ta-da! Uh, there, okay, surprise for that is you, a good one. listeners. <laughs> we're gonna that do a little like a chew on it. Yeah, we're gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a little segment called uh, "I Like It." I like it. And I'd like to go first. Please do. Uh, what I'd like to mention to our dearly beloved listeners is the good gift. Of pizza, <laughs> I just love it. I love it. Oh, you it's love it! It's so good. It's the best. I could eat it every day, and um, and so well, often what I do is like I my 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 plan is well not my plan but my like your life policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I try to do. No one knows I'm doing this, but inside I know I'm doing this. Is I'm looking for the best pizza in town. Mm. And I'm ju- I'm always comparing and judging pizzas, and so there's definitely like worse pizzas, and there there's better pizzas in town, and so and so I would like to mention my favorite pizza. It's called Old Town Pizza. It's you can find one up in Auburn. You can also find one in Old Town Roseville. Mm-hmm. Old Town Pizza is good. the best. Isn't there an Old Town in Lincoln too? Oh, I don't know. Is there? I doubt it. Oh, there is, I think. <laughs> oh, man, I had no idea. It was so close. Wow, why did you doubt me? I so know, <laughs> I know, I did. So anyways, hard. Anyways, the key... Yeah, Non-local to, listeners, sorry about this. Yeah. The uh, key to thing. a... Uh, well, you find your own pizza in your own town. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Do your own thing. Yeah, do your thing. Find the best... Or burgers. If you like burgers, find the best burger in town. Like, find the best sushi in town. This, this find was, the best sandwich in town. This wasn't an find advice. the best spaghetti in this town. This isn't an advice. It's <laughs> <laughs> just something you like. I know. I'm trying to tell people what I like. I like pizza. I found great pizza. It's called Old Town Pizza. And the crust is the, it's the secret ingredient. We should give Aaron a shout out because Aaron makes a really good it homemade is good. pizza. Yeah. I mean, no, we're not going to put it up. We're going to keep the spec. It is on separate. my list. Thanks, guys. It's on my oh, list. Oh, it's on the list? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm honored. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. It's on the list. Okay. So maybe, Thank you, everyone. Maybe sometime we can have a listener gathering. I like it. Pizza. pizza. I'm, I'm still doing my like it here, and you guys are talking over. <laughs> yeah, it seems like uh, you guys were talking over me. <laughs> I'm pretty just simple, trying to like... pretty simple like it, really. We, okay, we well, let's have floor. yours. Then. All right, my like it. And earlier we were talking about smart speakers. My I like it is my Google Home. 
that I have in my home. Hey, Google, what's the weather? Well, yes. That's exactly. about the only question you can ask it. <laughs> no, you hey, can Hey, Google, are you powered up? Are you plugged in? <laughs> no, here's some other things I used it for. I used it uh, to turn on my Christmas tree when my Christmas tree was in my condo. It's not anymore. But now I can have it turn on another tree in my condo. So it's got lights in it. That, it is a very satisfying and somewhat Hey, Google, turn feeling. on the tree. Yeah, that feels pretty amazing. Okay, you mock it. You mock it now. But I like that feeling of power through my voice alone. That is kind of cool. And But here's the biggest thing. I'm not... I mostly listen to podcasts. I'm not a big music guy. But the Google Home has me listening to more music than I ever had before. I was able to upload just my entire iTunes library to Google Play, oh, so I can just cool. tell it to play any song. Hey, Google, play Hootie and the Bluefish. Yeah, I could do that. I don't have any of that music, but if I did, I could. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Siri, play Creed. I don't, I don't know that I have any <laughs> Creed either. Hey, Siri, play uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, I do have some Taylor Swift. I'm trying to guess what music you like right yeah, now. Yeah, I know, I know you are. Well, I don't listen to much music, but it just allows me to like, if I want, I like it because if I want to listen to one song, I don't have to go to my computer and connect to a Bluetooth speaker or anything like that. I just say, here's a song I want to listen to, there play this song, and it does it. That's pretty magical. So The future is now. I mean, I recognize I've had to basically sell my soul like in terms of all my data and life activities to Google. But I mean, yeah, there's privacy concerns, but <laughs> I'm in. I love that. There's privacy concerns, but... There's privacy concerns. I mean, I mean, at some point, we're entering a world where you're just... We're just there is no more privacy. We're they, all public. There isn't. We're public figures now. <laughs> we're public figures, yeah. Anyway, Aaron, what's your? Uh, mine is just mine is the simple joy of a little clump of poppies. Oh yeah, poppies. you ever just you're like cruising by? That's for our California listeners. There's a flower here called the California poppy. Mm, it's the state flower. It's the flame fact. Oh, is it? Wow, it is. Um, they've been hanging out. They've been hanging around since like February or so. But mm -hmm. now you know, actually, things are drying out already. But when it was really green a month ago, and you just you're cruising along and you see like a field, and then there's just like burst of orange. It's quite beautiful. And I have a little thing with my daughter because ever since she was a, like a toddler, we'd take bike rides together, and she'd be in the trailer, and we'd see poppies, and she'd yell poppies. So every time, now she's in kindergarten now, but every time I see poppies, we go poppies. Oh, that's poppies. fun. That's, that's fun. cute. We hope you guys have a great Easter season. I'm Sam. I'm Matt. I'm Aaron. Thanks for being curious with us. If you want to send us or leave us feedback, you can do so on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash curiouschurch, or email us at curiouschurch at grantsprings.org. And if you want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store, we always appreciate that too. Hey, this is Sam. I've written some books and uh, a little bit of curriculum stuff. You can just find it on Amazon.com. Just search for my name, Sam Gutierrez. Hi, this is Aaron. I've written several songs based on the Psalms, as well as a hymns album that you can find on my website, which is haveaseatmusic.com, or at the usual places you find music like Spotify or iTunes. Much of it is free, I think, so please listen and enjoy. Thanks. If you want to find links to Sam's books or Aaron's music or Matt's blog, you can find that in the show notes for this episode.